I mean, the thing with Nicolas Cage is that if you throw enough shit at the wall, eventually you're going to see the face of Jesus. And welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that after this week thinks, you know what, Ryan Johnson ain't so bad after all. With us, with us, damn it. With me joining, dang it. It's, as always, it's the Irishman that, mm, man, if they were going to CGI him to make him look older, man, they just may as well not bother. <laughs> Sean Ferrick. How you doing, Ian? Been a rough week, has it? It's been a rough week. That was a low-energy start to the pod. I'm oh, really my, li- my little babes. How are you doing? Oh, goodness. I am getting my buttocks kicked at work and with oh. other side project things that are happening. It's cool. It's like it's the busiest I've been. It's the most fun I've ever had. Um, Great. But my brain is currently... It's leaking out of my ears more than when we watched Primer. And can I just say for the record, I have never been more proud than to have people chime in on Twitter and say, I understand Primer now because of how you explained it. That is groundbreaking. That is like, that is on the underground of the internet. It is like, here's the Messiah. That is a big fucking deal. I love it. We have dumbed down Primer so much. (laughs) (laughs) That literally Sean can understand it and no 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 not even me i'm still like wait hold on so they brought the box into the box but then there's another box as well and then somebody yeah. else is in a warehouse box and i'm just j- shut up it seems like the the, the the crux of it seems to be just to go back into describing primer the crux of it seemed to be the <laughs> The one with black hair took a box into the few, into the failsafe box before the one with blonde hair could take the failsafe back with him and move things. Um, it's oh. that last half an hour that's really shaky. I just, I'm trying to think. When did he? Was it before or after the restraining order that he did the time travel? Oh, too topical. Okay, do we have? Oh! Do we have any news? Oh, this dang! Week? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to the news. <laughs> News team, assemble! Well, one obvious bit of news this week. Um, I'm amazed we haven't covered it previously, but um, Zack Snyder's... Who? <laughs> the Snyder Cut. Who's this? Exactly, yeah. Zack Snyder um, has... Finally, the 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 blah, 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 the Justice League the movie from the Snyder is finally out mm-hmm. um, on HBO Max. It's seven and a half hours long, and I'm I'm only ninety percent exaggerating with that. Um, True. Yeah, so we're definitely going to do a review, and we're going to do it. I think with Mister Hogan as well, because um, he's chimed in with some thoughts. So we're going to do a mini pod or extra pod on the Snyder cut. Um, But initial reactions on the internet, I don't know why anyone is surprised by this, but they're massively positive. I think, well, I mean, I think there was a lot of hope. There was a lot of hope that it was going to be good because obviously all of the the nonsense that went on with the first version of it and everything that was done to it. And I think what a lot of people seem to have been, what I'm getting from the feedback online, a lot of people seem to be surprised of how much of that cut is in this film. I mean, this is a very different film in many ways, but 
it, it's like they badly chopped up a bunch of scenes and threw them together and released the two-hour Whedon cut, you know, two or three years ago. Whereas they're put back in their right place now, you know, and some of them, some well, some scenes are dropped altogether. But yeah, but this is like ninety percent new footage. I didn't recognize this film at all. Very different. It is, and, and like, in good even, way. In a good way. It's very different. in a good way. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Even like the. Oh, we're not really going to get into it, but the stuff where Bruce goes to see um, John's John Arthur. Um, oh yeah, Conan Doyle goes to London. Absolutely, yeah, Sherlock two twenty one B Baker just, Street. <laughs> that's the one. When he goes to the Aquaman stuff, that's the same. The body of that is the same, but it's filmed entirely differently. Like, did he reshoot everything? No, 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 no. no. Uh, a lot of it might have just been it edited. Feels differently. like it. Yeah, uh, but. And then a lot of stuff is either added in or done in a different order. Um, the character who benefits the most, and then keeping in mind that as of recording this, I've only seen half of it because for the love of God, I do have oh, a life. Okay. Um, now, I know you wouldn't think that I do, but I do have a life. Um, and, Wait, what? Yeah, no. Wait, no, that's the news I know. I was like, you know, <laughs> that's what I just wanted to drop into the news this week. Uh, so yeah. no, so as it sounds, but this, the character who seems to benefit the most from the Snyder Cut is Cyborg. I would argue... Of course you would, it's you. Of course it's me. I'd argue Steppenwolf actually is most improved, but yes, Ray Fisher's Cyborg, yeah, definitely. It went from having a basically fast-forward videotape version of his origin story in Batman versus Superman, not even in Justice League, to actually having an arc in this film. So that's how he's introduced. In um, Dawn of Justice, um, Bruce is doing a... He's downloaded this tape thing, and it's got Ezra Miller on it, yeah. it's got Ray Fisher on it, and it's got Aquaman on it. I don't know why I went actor, actor, character, but I did. Nor do I, um, but it worked for me. And that was apparently enough of an origin movie. Yeah, but so it's just, it's him, half body, just being like zapped and filled with electricity. Oh, that's How right. they got that footage, I don't know. Like, there's no way he should have that footage, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah that's the origin story. So yeah, obviously he gets a much, much bigger arc. And I love his dad in this. I mean, he's playing the same character that he did in Terminator Have to. you learned nothing, Miles Bennett Dyson? Have you learned Literally, nothing? Literally. You spoiler alert, never mind. But it, it is exactly the same arc. Um, start, beginning, middle, and end. Everything is the same. Like he has learned nothing. He's been reincarnated as Cyborg's dad. Sick. But so what I meant by not surprise, like we shouldn't be surprised, is that I'm not gonna defend Joss Whedon on this podcast. However, he did come in midway through somebody else's project and that's not ideal um and also this has carte blanche to be as long as it fucking wants which there's a reason films aren't four hours long oh yeah like in a in a theater this, this would be ridiculously too long this is stupid there's a reason we have an amount of time there. like usually it's an hour and a half to three hours four hours of course you can get the job done like if you can't tell your story in four hours you're doing something wrong, and I still argue that the film's too long. But um, it's it seems like an unfair comparison. You're you're kind of comparing a I don't know a frozen burger to a really expensive burger. Oh, I don't know. It's been a long week. It has been a long week. 
Um, <laughs> but what we'll do is, because I'm desperate to talk about this for ages, we, yeah. so we're doing our pod on it. Uh, we'll go full, uh, we'll go, on that one, we'll go full spoilers, full review, full, full everything. Full deep spoilers. And yeah. we, will, we will spend a fraction of the time that we spent watching it, we'll spend talking about it. Yeah, hopefully, in this case, that actually will be true. We won't. We will not spend longer talking about it than the length of the film. Just legally, I don't think we can. No, 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 uh, no. Please not. There are two other bits of news. One of them I'm excited about. One of them I couldn't care less about. Cool. Uh, cool. Um, which, interestingly, after I've seen both the films, I could easily see that flipping. All right. Okay. Let's. So, let's. All right. So, which one do you care about? So, Ace Ventura Three. I passionately love when nature calls that was that was a great film very close to being on and it will be on the next time we do rewatchables i can word for word quote that film every single line if i were you then you'd be me and i use your body to get to the top you can't stop me no matter who you are just it it's so long since i've seen it that i'm just like yeah i trust that these are lines from the film i have seen it and i really enjoyed it when i was a kid yeah it's no, I I love it. It's so quotable. Um, it's brilliant. I love it. So, anything to see. And I said this on an episode a few months back. I just want one last bonkers performance from Jim Carrey, and then take him outside and have him shot. Yeah, then you're done now. Finished. I just want one last batshit liar liar. Um, I love liar liar. Yeah, so good. Liar liar. Ace Ventura. Ridic- dumb and dumber ridiculous performance and then i'll be happy i just want one more and this could be it, it However, could be. i can easily it could be i can easily also see myself being massively hyper disappointed because what if it is shit i'm assuming it will be but that <laughs> means hopefully kind of if it's boat. any way good i'll be pleasantly surprised but right now i don't even have expectations yeah my expectations are pretty i don't think you can recapture I, when nature calls. It was very it's, of its time. And also, I mean, not to not to rag on it, but the first one has aged horribly. Like the first really one. Really It's badly. a mean film. Considering it was released as such a jokey, zany, you know, comedy classic. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a good film. Which is a shame because I'm sure we all have yeah. fond memories of watching it when we were younger. And, you know, this is great and everything. But, mm. you, uh, but the kissing a man thing ex- is the fact uncomfortable. It's incredibly yeah. uncomfortable. Um, Not the fact that he kisses a man, the fact that he's grossed out. <laughs> no, no, he he, no, no. Commit to it, Ian. Commit to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but look, but having said that, that is not when nature calls. When nature calls, I seem to remember being more or less safe. Like, as in, when I say safe, I mean, I don't think there's um, anything particularly... The, the, I would probably say the stuff with the um, the Wachachi, w- w- Wachati, the whoever the that tribe that that there's probably some code of honor style bordering on insensitive stuff there. But Bumblebee Tuna, what are you gonna do? Oh yeah, Bumblebee Tuna. See that? <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna. Yeah, Bumblebee Tuna. Uh, I remember the. <laughs> you see, I can't help but notice that White Devil has been said again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stop saying that. Um, okay. Shawshank so, Redemption. Okay, so that's that's the one you're excited for. What's the one you're not, uh, or you're ambivalent um, about? Face Off 2. <laughs> what? I have never seen Face Off. Yeah, I know I've seen it. Uh, I'm not shocked that you haven't seen it. It's the two most 
ridiculous parodied actors in the world in a movie together and the movie itself matches the ridiculous cast like of, of course john travolta is playing um nicholas cage uh, isn't it Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Cage is playing John Travolta. I mean, if you threw in Christopher Walken, then perhaps you've got yourself a really ridiculous movie, but it's fairly dumb. But like the thing I'm the thing I'm interested to see now is that obviously John Travolta at this stage, God love him, your local bargain bin is where his latest film will come out. The the last few he's done have all been like zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes kind of jobs. Um he needs a hit. Nicholas Cage is a funny one. He will say yes to absolutely every script that comes across his desk. And yet some of them are so bonkers they're good. Mandy is brilliant. Uh, yes. Color Out of Space is... I mean, I've as of recording, I haven't taken LSD, but I, f- I assume it's like watching <laughs> Color Out of Space. I hear Mandy's very similar to that. I, I haven't actually seen so. it. I think so, yeah. I think, again, haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer, and the trailer alone is about like, mm-hmm. okay, alrighty, I need to be drug tested. Interesting. Um, Looks like a Yui Bog type of film. I don't know, but then again, I don't know enough of his stuff to be able to. I do know that he. He's I do know that if you give him a bad review, he will challenge you to a fight in a boxing ring. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I mean, the thing with Nicolas Cage is that if you throw enough shit at the wall, eventually you're going to see the face of Jesus. Like he, if he says yes to every film, statistically one of them will be good. I, I mean, that is solid logic. You're right. <laughs> Um, but again, for every leaving Las Vegas, there's going to be, ah, no, not the bees, the bees. (laughs) Put the bunny down. (laughs) Ian, I'm going to test our friendship. I've not seen Con Air, but I know it's from Con Air. Yeah. No. I know. um, I think I've just announced my rewatchables for next time round. It's Con Air. Um, Ace Ventura when nature calls and Broken Arrow. So we've got Ventura, cool. uh, Travolta and Cage. It'll be ridiculous. Mm. Again, we've gone again, character, actor, actor there. I like it. Yeah, yeah, you have this, no. I, lo- I love this thing. That's cool. Wait, what? No, I you, said you went, Jim Carrey. No, you said Ventura. You said... Shit. Yeah. Bollocks. Hey, it's cool. It works. Kerry, Travolta, Cage. I like it. I like it. Uh, cool. I will start coming up with some absolutely bonkers choices for my next one as well. I think it needs to be. If you go like Schindler's List, The Great Escape, and <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my goodness! Yeah. So what's your Gone first one? Uh, it's actually going to be a uh, Citizen Kane. Then we're going to do The Godfather, yes. and yes. Um, yes. Then we're going to do uh, Homeward Bound Two, uh, Lost in San Francisco. Yep. And anyone yep. who says that film is bad is just terrible. It's just a bad person. That's fair enough. Looney Tunes back in action. That's that'll wrap mine up. Sweet. Sweet. I like... That's such a bad film. I like where this is going. Alrighty. But what I mean by, like, the the, the flip happening is that I have zero expectation for Face Off 2. I'm not excited by it. But I sneakily think I'm going to end up enjoying it more than Ace Ventura 3. Knowing nothing about either film. Mm. Yeah. Like, from... From what I... From what I know about Travolta and Cage at this point, something will be on the screen that you will remember. Yes. Whether it, it's a positive it or not a negative. be forgettable, yeah. Exactly. Whereas I'm worried that when Nature... Sorry, Ace Ventura 3 could actually be forgettable. Yeah. Kerry's not a bad actor when he's given good material. Like, like legit, he 100%. is good. But yeah. he's so many duds. So inconsistent. Yeah. Um, side note, actually, while we're talking about Jim Kerry, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 has been greenlit. Oh, yeah, of course. Um... 
I haven't seen the first one. I actually really want to see it. I've not seen it. I didn't hear his... bad things. No, I I heard it was yeah. You know what? That was good. Like not fantastic, but also not trash. Mm. Um, and I heard that his Doctor Eggman, Doctor Robotnik, whatever they want to call him, was oh, yeah. probably the best part of it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, as yes. I say, potentially a future episode, um, we might have a look at that because yes. certainly I used to play the game, I used to watch the animated show, and I know that massive insane spoilers, if nobody's seen the same picture online that I saw, um, Tails is going to be in part two. Um, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? Which is like, I assumed he was going to be in part one, so I'm just delighted he's going to be in part two, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, I need to see the first one. Exactly. Part three. Anything well, else? Um, what should we go into the recommends? News? No, I've I've lived a bit of a hermit life this week. So, um, what is recommends, Ian? What do you have to recommend for us? Recommends. I haven't watched... I think I've watched something new this week, but I can't remember. I mean, four hours of the week was spent watching the Snyder Car. That's pretty big. But um, I did have to... I say have to. <laughs> I had to re-watch Wonder Woman 1984. Um, and I had to go through it... Bless you, my child. Yeah, I know. Well, interesting. I, I, I had to go into a lot of detail when I rewatched it um, for the reason I had to rewatch it. Um, so I had to really pull it apart. And you know what? <laughs> I still don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't where I thought that sentence was going. Yeah. It's, I'm, oh man, I've really, it's a different, there is so much wrong with this film. I found more about it that I don't like, but I enjoyed myself more. And I, okay. I know exactly why. I loved... Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal stuff. Yes. The Maxwell Lord and Cheetah, so like not necessarily when she when she's Barbara, because that's generic and, oh look, she's clumsy and forgettable. That's yeah, annoying. yeah, bitch, yeah. But when she is kicking Diana's ass up and down the White House and just being intense and such a badass, um, it's so, so good to see. And she actually acts the what's it's out of it. She's so good. She is um, really, really good in it. Because I, I, I feel she tends to get written off as, you know, just an SNL one. player. Or obviously she hasn't done SNL in a while. But you know what I mean? Just that kind of, yeah. you know, zany comedy. Because of Bridesmaids. And Bridesmaids is very good. Yeah. And uh, Ghostbusters. She was the bonkers one in Ghostbusters. I need to, I need to what? No, wasn't that? Um, the reboot. Yeah, but no, isn't that? Kate McKinnon was the bonkers one. Uh, the Egon. Oh, was that not Kristen Wiig? No, Kristen Wiig's in it. Don't get me wrong, but isn't Kristen Wiig the the Bill Murray? Oh, you know, you might be right. Um, Sorry, for yeah, a film I haven't anyway. seen, I know I'm, I know a weird amount <laughs> you know, of people you know who are more in about it, it than yeah. I do. <laughs> um, yes, but on this rewatch, I I now don't hate it. I think I like it. Strong praise, but, people. Strong praise. Yeah but I can't forgive it for how dumb it is. And I can't forgive it for Diana being so piney over Chris Pine. Like, I still stand by 
get over it. And the fact that towards the end of the film, she has to choose between essentially a man or her career. I don't like the message that's sending. That doesn't feel right. She literally has to say, right, well, I can't be a superhero and and have the man that I want. They don't see... If you ever see a male superhero make that decision, it's the other way around. It's, I choose to give up my powers to be with the woman I love. There's no forcing them into it. They have the power, in inverted commas, to choose. Whereas Diana, it seems to be this is done to her, which, yeah. Don't I? Don't like that. I don't know. Unless, of course, you're Peter Parker, and then you just marry MJ, and it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Totally fine. Yeah, it's grand. And nothing bad ever happens again. Mm. Woo! Start uh, not to snap this one's back. So, it's... Uh, this is true. Um, I I enjoyed it for what it was when I saw it. Um, I have I've no real... Even with the Snyder Cut, and I'm enjoying it, and Gal Gadot's good in this, um, Wonder Woman's good in this, I'm enjoying the Amazons, I have no real impetus to revisit Wonder Woman 84. Mm. Um, so, what a waste of a recommends, Ian. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I've just, like, kind of semi-half-assed recommend something we've already done an hour pod review on, so... What a productive first 20 minutes to the pod. Glad. Thanks for listening, guys. Absolutely, Grant. And for anyone who's still here, Ian, would you like to talk about the film this week? Oh, fuck yes. To the film. To the film. Right. Looper. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly get the synopsis out of the way before I forget. Looper is the story of a main character whose name I've forgotten. Joe. Yep. <clears throat> so... Yeah, essentially, time travel has been invented, but not from the point of view of where we watch the film. So it's invented 30 years into the future, um, and as soon as they invent it, it's illegal, but criminals use it to send people back in time to dispose of the bodies. So they find a way to... stay. The, somebody is sent back to set up an organisation of people that will turn up at a certain point at a certain time, shotgun the person that appears in front of them, dispose of the body and then get given a ton of money. Eventually, they are sent their, a version of themselves 30 years in the future, and they have to kill that version of themselves. They get a golden payout, and that's closing the loop. That mm. is, your work for us is done. Enjoy the next 30 years, because we will find you, and we will send you back to yourself to die. Um, That's all fantastic, until Joe's older self, Bruce Willis, Still, Joe, turns up and fucks it up by <laughs> running away. Yep. Um, shenanigans ensue. Initial thoughts. Is this the first time you'd seen Looper? First time um, seen What it. do you think of it? What did you think of it? Uh, first time I've seen it, and I fucking loved this film. I thought this was, yes! this was brilliant. It's good, it's isn't it? It's such a clever take on time travel and causality loops and all of that. Uh, acting top-notch across the board. Obviously, I think the film, I remember when it was coming out and obviously before it hit cinemas, it was, oh, so is this Joseph Gordon-Levitt just doing an impression of Bruce Willis for two hours? And it's it's so not that. You know what I mean? Oh, it's not even close. Yeah, it's not. There's surprisingly few, because we generally, we know what Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks like. So there, But there's surprisingly few moments in the film where I think, the prosthetics really stand out because he wears he wears a prosthetic jaw. I think to have the same shape of head as Bruce Willis. Uh, it, the nose is the big one as oh, well. Okay. They change his nose quite a lot. There is literally, and I remember it was one scene where I was like, "Oh!" 
and it's just before Bruce Willis arrives. They went a bit heavy with the makeup on the eyebrows. It was the strange... It's the eyebrows. Okay, thank God you saw two. It no, was just that's like, what the, I, was and with it's that? not just that one scene. It's throughout the film. I can't stop looking at his eyebrows. And it's such a bizarre choice because young Bruce Willis doesn't have those it eyebrows. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Very, very strange. But, the, but that's it. That is my only criticism of what could have been potentially hilarious makeup. Do you know what I mean? It, it is it either going to really look bad. brilliant or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm glad they went the route of giving middle-aged Bruce Willis more hair rather than giving young <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt bald. Yeah. <laughs> Love bald people, Patrick Stewart, my man. But I think um, JGL as a balding man possibly would have looked a bit odd. That is, and that, I think that would have been what the film was remembered for rather than how fucking that, awesome it is. That reminds me of just a really tiny little sidebar. Have you seen a film called Blue Valentine? No, I haven't. Okay, Ryan Gosling is in it, and Ryan Gosling is given an extremely receding hairline in it, and it's so oh, no. off-putting oh, because no. you know that's not his hair, and it's so confusing. You're just like, I'm I'm spending more time looking at the crown of his head than I am the performance, and the performance is intense. Anyway, watch Blue Valentine. It's a film. Um, so so it is so this is 2012 this came out so this is Rian Johnson before the internet decided they hated Rian Johnson um, yeah well he shouldn't have made a shit film should he I we've talked about this before <laughs> Last Jedi is not shit it's just not good I, I I dislike I dislike most of the new trilogy but I thoroughly dislike um, they got Last increasingly Jedi. bad I, I did enjoy Force Awakens Last Jedi I think we've said this before say so it really quickly um in the cinema, initially, I really enjoyed that first watch, and then I went to watch it again, and it immediately didn't hold up to a, a rewatch. No, which it was, really doesn't. Just, so I was a bit disappointed. It's with that. trying too hard to fuck everything, isn't it? Is yeah, it? fine. Um, but eh, that's not what we're here to talk about. Exactly. Yeah, but but Rian Johnson is a good filmmaker. Like whatever oh, else no about doubt. the Last Jedi. It's a well, it's a good, well shot film. Like it looks good, it's watchable. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. It's not a badly put together film. I just disagree with some story choices, but that's subjective. Exactly. Yeah. So this one is again, it is a good looking film. It like has, you know. So obviously, it's all from our perspective. It's all in the future. Um, you know, there's yeah, twenty forty four, yeah, and then twenty seventy four. They're the two. We only Correct, spend about yeah. five minutes in twenty. Spoiler: We only spend about five minutes in twenty seventy four. It's it's really more yeah, about basically. yeah the time that young Joe is in. Yes, correct. I think yeah. I was I had a funny thing, funny thing. Nothing to do with how the film is made or anything. I had a funny time trying to hear it. The sound mix was completely off on. I think my TV. I'm still settling really? things out here. I was just like, what is he saying? Or That's is it just so a weird. muttery film? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I can't I I, I can't ah. hear what's happening. Um, but yeah, so that's really weird. No, I didn't get that at all. I think it's definitely your end. Well, well, um, no, this film for me is damn near perfect. I'm, I wouldn't, I don't think there's anything about it I'd change. Um, absolutely love it. Even creepy. Now, is the main character's name Joe or is it who's the creepy guy from Prisoners that's in it? Um, who gets murdered isn't that Joe no 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 no. Joe is Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt what it's not Feck now it's not Sid because Sid is the kid 
Um, and it's uh, not Seth. Sorry, Seth, Seth. Paul Dano. Yeah. Um, yeah, you play Seth. Um, oh, j- oh, God damn this film. So, and then he, oh, he's—I mean, he's playing himself in it because he's playing basically the same creepy guy that's in Prisoners. But um, so, before we dive in, do you want? Should we explain the time travel slightly? See if this works. I mean, it's a fuck ton easier than Primer it, will be to explain. It, I, f- I feel it's a fairly. It, I feel it's pretty straightforward. Like they don't. Yeah. In fact, do you know what? There is a moment in the film which I think in the cafe, is in the cafe exactly. Yeah. It's Rian Johnson speaking to the audience going, listen, <laughs> I could sit here and explain time travel to you. We're not going to make any more sense. We're just going to get annoyed. Let's get on with the story. Yeah, that's not Bruce Willis talking. It's not Joe talking. It yeah. is him talking to the audience saying, internet, shut up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop it. The best line is, this is a very simplified explanation for a very complex topic. And he's like, yeah, I get the way that I'm about to explain time travel is dumbed down, but it's the best way we can get ahead of it. And I'm totally okay with it because, you know what? It sets out it rule, its rules yeah. and it sticks to it. So it doesn't yes. matter how the mechanics and technically how it works, it's consistent with its own time travel logic. And that, again, it's why I love Primer. Um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So it's a, this is kind of... a causality time travel so a leads to b leads to c leads back to a um and the best way to look at the film is that there's two laps so yes you've you've got time travel you've got timeline a which is um joe old joe is sent back to young joe young joe kills old joe gets the payout lives the next 30 years enjoys that life you could say that's the first time time has ever happened um finds a woman gets married realizes that you know what i fucked up here because she's gonna get dead so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna change what happened so gets sent back in time chucks the gold piece at younger self runs around and that's the story that that's the story that we follow and then yeah. that plays its course out. So that's lap two, where instead of allowing himself to be killed, he runs. Um, and that changes the course of the future. So that's where you could argue, okay, so if he changes the course of the future and then dies, he can't go back to do... Things, yeah, so it yeah, never yeah, happened. Yeah, and then you just the end game because... the Hulk your past becomes yeah. your future exactly for me I think this works even if it's just those two laps because even if it does get under it's the grandfather paradox you can't go back and kill your grandfather because then you wouldn't be born and if you're not born you can't go back and kill your grandfather mm-hmm so I like to think of it, it has two loops that just keep replaying and replaying and replaying. Great cast. A very, like, when I say a mixed cast, I don't mean in terms of sound, like, okay, there's a whole bunch of people in a film together that I didn't expect to see together. Um, so, so good. Oh, sorry. One last thing on the time travel thing yeah. is, this is what I love the most, is you have a lot of people from the future meddling with the past to affect the future. This is people in the past meddling with the present to adjust the future. So, Whatever new choices Joe makes affects the memories of future Joe. So as a new path becomes more clear and the one that he's walking down, that memory then solidifies in mm. old Joe's head, which is cool because I like that. Yeah, I like. I that liked happens. that, and it makes sense because 
It sort of Joey's there at the same time. And this timeline doesn't exist yet. Because exactly. future Joe has come from what he would consider a prime timeline. And together yes. they are making an alternate timeline. Yeah, so exactly. It's kind of, whether, you know, whether an astrophysicist or, or whatever would sit down and say, actually, let me count the ways in which this is complete well, bullshit. Yeah, um, because technically I, young Joe is affecting the memories of an old Joe that doesn't exist. Yeah. If you follow the follow through should to be the completely end of the movie, separate or not, but they should be separate. Focus. But focus, I tell you, you don't have a movie, and it's consistent. So if he draws a scar, well, they do it. So he, yeah. they, he burns something on his arm. Old Joe can see that because he's got the scar. It's a great. Um, I we'll, love that. I love that gag as well. well. We'll get to that, but that gag is very funny. <laughs> really clever. Really um, good. But, um, but yeah, to the cast. Um, to the cast. Yeah, so we have, um, so we have Piper Perabo, who I know, like you're like, why are you starting with her? But I didn't recognize yeah, her awesome. initially, and I was there like, who is this? I know this person, and then yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, Piper Perabo, please do more films. I like her. I know she's great. She's good um, in this. She has very little to do in it, but she is very good in what she's been given to do. Um, yeah, totally but the, <laughs> you're like you know not really the female lead Sean the female lead is Emily Blunt Emily Blunt yeah she's great yes Absolutely she great. is great in this very very good um, and I think what was it somebody potentially Wikipedia or something was saying that this is I think the second of three films almost in a row that she was in that is about people trying to change timelines one of the other ones is Edge of Tomorrow and I, oh I, yeah i couldn't remember now film. the other one i love edge oh, of tomorrow. damn it edge of tomorrow could have been on this list as well very easily yeah yeah that's a that's a good one that's again one of the superior tom cruise films he's very good in it yeah i totally agree um but yes she is very very good in this obviously but i think she comes in about ha- uh, halfway through the film yeah yeah just before yeah roughly yeah. and it's a really I'd probably just dive into her arc it's a really interesting relationship because she's definitely the maternal figure to um the rainmaker yeah sid well done sid with a c which is weird um don't don't name your kid sid because he's either going to torture toys or torture humanity yeah that's oh that's very true yes we have many (laughs) many many examples of this um like if you see him walking around with a black t-shirt with a skull on it worry yeah exactly i'm like just fucking crew cut um so yeah he she we find out that she isn't actually his mother aha Um, that's not true she is his mother but he doesn't believe it because she was out and about and going crazy when she gave birth to him her sister took custody and he spoilers he accidentally killed her sister when he had a fit and then she came back to then did you watch the film or just read the wikipedia article no, because i is, missed all of that this is in the film yeah no she's she's telling it so it's just after the i now i can't remember his name but the other the other gat soldier who comes to the house oh and... the the one that plays the terminator in the sarah connor chronicles oh, um, does he? oh yeah okay so him. yeah his name is um, it will come to me, Garrett Dillahunt. Garrett Dillahunt. Oh, yeah. um, by, Your man. I, by I say come to me, I mean thank you, Wikipedia. Absolutely, Wikipedia, you star. Yeah, so after Jesse. he arrives, Jesse. Yeah, I was trying to, I couldn't remember the name because, yeah, Joe says, 
Jesse's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, to, uh, to a point. Yeah. Can any of the Gat soldiers be nice guys? But yeah, but after that scene, um, and Joe's kind of freaking out, going, what the ever-loving fuck is go- have I stumbled <laughs> into here? And she goes, yeah, basically, what? this has happened before. He needs he needs his mom. And I, I am his mom. I had him when he... She says, I had him when I was 22, and I freaked out. And I went yeah. out and went mad. Damn, damn it, I missed it. Anyway, that makes it even more interesting, because... Mm. Yeah, doesn't believe it's doesn't believe she's his mum, is his mum, but raised kind of by her sister who he accidentally kills. Um, yeah, but the the whole reveal of him being we're going to jump all over the place, but basically we're going to loop, 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 loop. So if somebody like walks in through your door and shoots you, I'll be like, ah, shit. Oh God, now I'm worried. Don't say that. <laughs> You're alone. I'm not. Uh, well, um, neither of us might be alone. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the the reason that old Joe, his mission in the past is to kill this character called the Rainmaker, who mm. is a crime lord from the future, or from 30 years in the future, that is basically closing everybody's loops. That's the reason, because... Is he trying to stop time travel, basically? Essentially, yeah. He's trying to stop... I think he... He's worked out that somebody goes back in time and kills him. So if he closes all of the loops, there then can't be any time travellers to kill him. Mm. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And it's it's clever. Now, right, this is my fault because I do this. Let's go back. Yeah. So the first, however, 20 minutes or so, uh, it kind of shows this is the life of a Gat soldier. Um, yeah, the and... life of a looper. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, shows, you know, people turn up, he is completely guilt-free about it. I like that as well. They don't waste time, the existential, oh, am I doing the right thing kind of questions. Like, yeah. he knows what he is. He's a gunman. He's a gunfire. Yeah, because these kind of people will kill for less. <laughs> They're just like, mm. we're just going to, like, this is, the, the line early on is we're killing somebody that hasn't technically been born yet sometimes, or it's just there is no trace of them at all. So it's, you can imagine it being an almost victimless crime because they're in the past. You can't let them run around. Like the yeah. best solution here for the timeline is they finish their journey on the spot. Yeah, you're right because, like any butterfly effect, once yeah. something flaps its wing, you just don't know. And that is displayed very well in Seth's, admittedly quite short arc. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it so so much. It's so good, and it took me it took me a few minutes to realize what was happening. Oh really? You know what I mean? Oh I man, like, it's one is... of those things that sank in immediately for me. I was like, oh yeah. They, oh well, aren't you so smart, Ian? Yes, I am. Well, oh, I right, missed that he's not. The oh mom. really? She's yeah. Who's his mum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's your mama? Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was really good because it was so creepy because i thought yeah. right, what i thought from this is so all right sorry seth is also uh paul dano is also a gunman yeah. and what effectively kicks off the whole film is that he is sent back to himself as he closing the loop and he doesn't do it he lets himself run away and then freaks out goes to joe's house you know we find out pretty quickly that he's just effectively sentenced it, long way around he's just effectively sentenced joe to death at this point even though some stuff happens afterwards but this is kind of the beginning of Joe's, I don't I, know, journey away. I'd argue away that because... it was going to happen anyway. 
Oh, will no, you're right. It would happen anyway. But I think this is what leads to Joe's loop being closed when it did. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't think it was anyway. Right, we'll get to it. Yeah. So, Seth goes off running and then comes to Joe's apartment. Joe's like. Uh, initially he's like no no yeah, I'm not protecting go you go anywhere like, but here I'll give you some silver and you fuck off yeah uh, like piss off like no and it also goes Joe's like timeline Time, like what we do is kind of an essential service as as much as being a hitman can be an essential service it's a bit like you know <laughs> yeah. we're, we're protecting yeah, the loop the has stayed open <laughs> during lockdown uh, yeah <laughs> um, and so anyway he go he goes through the motions of you know the the other hitman kind of arrive at his apartment to go like joe where is he and he's like don't know what you're talking about joe where is he um yeah and he's like don't know what you're talking about so they go off then to the big boss who's played by you mentioned dumb and dumber earlier on jeff daniels jeff daniels like out of the blue oh. and this is i think my favorite jeff daniels performance he's <laughs> fucking awesome in it Actually, he's more like know, the dude, isn't he? It's more like um, initially Jeff Bridges. I, I had to blink and go, "Is that Jeff Bridges?" Yeah, exactly. The, the style is very similar. Yeah. Um, now I have a question of paternity for you: Is uh, Kid Blue his actual son? So I clarify. I can't remember. Does Kid Blue die? It, but right at like toward the climax of the film. Um, Does he actually get killed? He, oh, are you thinking is he Abe in the future? No, I think he is Abe. That's um, what I always got. No, he's killed. He's killed. Does he die? Uh, there's an argument that maybe he doesn't. It's basically he's charging down Joe on his motorbike. Oh, sorry, Joe he got blunderbusted. Yeah, and he does like you see Joe fires, and the next thing you see is him on the ground. But that's it. Like, yeah. So, uh, if you wanted to do a sequel, you could say, ah, yeah, he got up five minutes later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I am amazed because Abe, young Abe, would be running around somewhere because Jeff yeah. Daniels, you, you've got to say Abe is probably, what, 55? Yeah. 60, yeah. perhaps? Like, he's he's in his 50s, I'd say. Um, so, yeah, 25. It's not unreasonable that he's running around. And Kid Blue, damn, the age lines up. Yeah. So that totally, I, I like that. And it also, so when he slams the hammer on Kid Blue's hand, Ooh. I was expecting to see like a scar or maybe Abe like kind of grab his wrist a little bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's a bit, then there's no what if is there. It's all oh, right. No, yeah, it's true. definitely him. That's spoon feeding it to you. Um, I liked, I liked, well, I can't call him young Abe anymore. I was like, is he younger? Well, I liked Kid Blue because he's so rubbish. He's just shit, isn't he? He can't even spin a gun properly. <laughs> oh, I read. So I read a little. It's on uh, IMDb or something that they shot that four times, and in one of the goes, he blundered, uh, blundered it, and Rita Johnson was like, "Actually, that's better. Put that one in the film." <laughs> it just makes sense, doesn't it? Because yeah. oh, careful, you're gonna. And I, oh, I love it that Joe, uh, Joe says, uh, "Be careful, you might shoot your other foot off." And then seconds later, Abe comes in and is like, "Be careful with that, you'll shoot your other foot off." It was like. <laughs> this guy gets so much shit from everyone around him. Oh, I know. And yet but he's, he's just so trying to prove himself. Mm-hmm. And it comes mm-hmm. back throughout the it film. Does. So many yes. things are influenced because Kid Blue has got to prove that he's not a total fuck-up, despite being a total fuck-up. 
Exactly, and, you know, one would arguably say that he most certainly does not prove that he is not a total fuck-up. In fact, no. he proves that he is a total fuck-up on several occasions. Absolutely, and gets a hammer to the hand for it. It's like, dude, be something else. Be a postman. Don't be a hitman. <laughs> don't don't handle weapons. Yeah. Um, but he is a very, very enjoyable character. We, we're so all over the place with this film. Okay, we we so, are, but it's time travel. So... Yeah, exactly, um, yeah. Oh, set, Seth's in the apartment yes. and Joe has gone to see Abe. And this is extremely clever. Like, I, this is why I love Abe's character so much, is he's like, I want to alleviate your conscience. I want to set something straight here. You are not going to be tortured. I'm not going to have to kick the shit out of you or anything because it's not going to get that far. He knows it's not going to get that far because he knows exactly what buttons to push. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have a very simple choice here. You give up Joe, I'm sorry, you give up Seth, or you give me half your money. Easy. Yeah. And That's- that is exactly, that. that is his plan, and no one's going to get in the way of that. And I, I really love it, because the, the film could have gone away where you know what, take my silver, it's fine. And maybe he has an argument with Seth and blah, blah, blah. But this guy kills people for a living. Of course he would let Seth die. Seth's a bit of a shit. Let him die. He did this to himself. Uh, Yeah, exactly. He is, they're kind of, and he's also, as you say, he's a bit tapped as well, is Seth. Um, Yeah. Although he was clever. So, like all the signs are there. So he's a a TK is that what they call them? People he has who have the TK gene. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A, a uh, gene that lets you... <laughs> basically reverse magnetism. It's kind of it, isn't it? Like, you, you can know, float you can a levitate. quarter, that's it. And there's a great gag about that later on in the film. But yeah, because he's like, yeah, look at this. I can, you know, I can levitate this quarter. And uh, it's cool and everything. And it's kind of almost a throw. For about half the film, I'm like, what was the point? Of- yeah, this seems like a random addition. And I yeah. love that you know, everybody thought it was going to be... The start of superpowers. Nope. <laughs> That's all it was. It just turned into a cheap trick in a nightclub. Yeah. Yeah, guys use it to flirt or something. Well, that's the first thing that would happen. As soon as you get a superpower, you're not going to save the day. You're going to use it to pull, aren't you? That's exactly what would happen. Absolutely. Laser vision, one horrible decision later, and it's... Oh, no. I've said too much. Uh, yes. Hey, want me to light your cigarette for you? I have to move again. Oh, my okay. God, my hand! Yeah. Um, so anyway, right. They do. So we we never see young Seth after uh, <laughs> Joe and Abe have their conversation. No. Joe, like he's like he gives he's as you say he sees what situation is. He's like, yeah, okay, it's right. He he's in. Joe just gives him up straight away, and it's and so it's, satisfying. It's not Joe, contrived at all. In fact, honor among thieves. There's no silver missing when he goes back to his apartment. No, fair play, to be honest. Like uh, that, It is all perfectly in place. Uh, well, except for one bar, which is what kind of sets him on a... Uh, yeah. But yeah. old Seth, so the one who came back, and this was where I was getting initially really, really... It's like, oh my God, what's happening? This is horrible. Um, oh, it's so, so he's, good. It's so well done. So he's running, running, running. He's trying to get it. I think he's kind of heading toward a train. And then he initially was so initially he tears a strip of cloth off to put it on his hand because he's going to try and hop a barbed wire fence <laughs> and as he's doing that he sees a new scar on his arm yeah. which is an arrow pointing down and it, like you see be at such and such a dress in 15 minutes is like in present time being Scarred carved into his arm his, yeah and then you're kind of like thinking oh that's weird 
And then one finger is gone. And then another finger is gone. Yep. And then his nose is gone. Yep. And then another finger is gone. And then his foot is gone. His and tongue like, is gone. And I was thinking, it's like, oh, is this him being erased from time? That was my first thing. It's like, oh, like oh, Martin this McFly what? style. The, the hand disappears, like the arm disappears. Yeah. I thought that's what was happening. And then it was like, when he gets to the place he was instructed to go to, and he's, it's very, very clever, very bad, opens the door, and it's the, tor- the torturer was Kid Blue, shoots him straight in the head. Yeah. It's, and you just see in the background just enough to go, like, nope, that was real time. That was the first finger was getting cut off, young Seth. The second finger was getting cut off. Oh, it's so so good, and it means that worryingly, they understand how this works. So it's not yeah. the first time. Um, they once the loop is closed, like that they they can't kill young Seth because he has to be around to be sent back in time. But they can carve him up and put him in a fridge until thirty years from now. And on this second loop round, the thing that they send back in time is a thing with no feet, no tongue, no nose, no fingers. And then that is just shot straight away. And probably young Seth of that timeline will be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever fuck. I did, I need to make this right. I need to make this right, right uh, now. Um, so actually, Seth in the second timeline actually has a better life. No, big time. Because he has a life. He has a life. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love it. They're they're pulling him, they're picking him apart in real time to hamper old Seth that has gone back in time. Yeah, yeah, really clever. And it, as well as so, it's like everything in this film furthers the plot or it explains something. So this isn't just morbid. Oh, it's torture. This helps explain how the mechanics of the time travel work yeah. in this film and that scene carries through to the rest of the film. So it, it helps you helps you put the pieces together ironically. <laughs> Phrasing, Ian. But Phrasing. Yes. Um so now funny enough, that doesn't that doesn't set young Joe on any kind of moral. Business as usual. Of, He's yeah, fine. He, actually speaking of business, he goes to Piper Parabo, who is uh, a prostitute in this and uh, they do drugs together, and there's there's a touch of, of a moment where he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I think he's high at the time. He's like, oh, I'm going to give you half of my silver, and you, this is the uh, the one clue that I didn't know was a clue until later in the film. It's like, oh, you know, give your son a good life, mm-hmm. and she then turns around and says, I'm 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 doing me, babes. I'm I'm, I'm doing good. At, I'm earning yeah, money. Yeah. yeah, don't let's just keep this to services rendered. Yeah, and it's like, Aww. oh, nice. Without playing on that kind of the, oh, I must save the, the exactly. woman who needs saving. Yeah, it's like, I don't actually need saving. I'm doing okay, thanks. Because mm. um, you think that's going to be the love interest for the film, to be you do, honest. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, yeah, now he's high for the entire first half of the film. He pretty is well, yeah, an well. absolute addict. Uh, yeah. Quickest detox in on record, but still. Big rant. That'd be fine. Yeah. Just eye drops. Yeah. Um, he then, I think it pretty much then switches then to the his next job, which is himself. So this is where it really kicks off. So then, yes. yeah. So Joe arrives. Future Joe arrives, and the first difference straight away is he's not wearing a hood, like a hood. 
all of the people who arrive there they've got a hood over their heads and the first right. time old joe arrives it's not it's just it's hello i'm bruce willis yeah you know? correct and he's um, but he's turned face forwards as well and he's got he, his like his arms aren't tied up he's like literally yeah. almost like jesus on the cross just like head down mm. uh, and that's just in oh and he's late that's what sets him off so yeah, he's got this little that's... pocket watch and he's looking at it and that's the time to be there and he's like 15 seconds late as well um so yeah he... when it comes to time travel you don't you're not late when it, it comes to time be. travel yeah. it's, no reason. it's already happened so why would you be late a time traveling wizard is never late he arrives <laughs> precisely when he means to <laughs> right, uh, and then we get a funny thing yeah, and then we get a funny thing because then, right, Bruce Willis chucks a gold bar at him and kind of distracts him long <laughs> enough for him to come to knock him out and he wakes up and he's like, oh no. And then it flips and straight away you get the same scene again. No. But this time Bruce Willis arrives, shoots him dead and then you see Joseph Gordon-Levitt living Bruce Willis's life. This is the only time we spend in 2074, really. Well, um, so, no, it's... You skipped a little bit. So, where the first time Bruce arrives and he runs off into town, he leaves young Joe a note saying, "Like, don't follow me, just leave yeah. me be." But of course, he follows him. Um, but in a fight in his apartment, he ends up falling. Oh, you're right. Sorry, yeah, he you're falls right. yeah. down onto a car, and they cut from there back to the, the first same thing. loop. So what yeah. we see is actually. The second time Joe, mm. old Joe, has been sent back. So you assume that he's dead and this is reset the timeline, but no, what actually happens is that old Joe gets sent back, but as he should be, mm. and young Joe kills him without hesitation. Just he's done, he's dead. Um, and yeah, you're right. Then you see Joe live to become old Joe. And it's like, it's pretty depressing really for a while he's you know he gets all this money and it's great he goes off to shanghai because they what he because there was there was a little plot point of he's trying to learn french and you know he was going to go to paris and brian johnson basically found out it was way too expensive to film in paris <laughs> and so he basically had a buddy who said oh come come film in shanghai and oh, so shanghai awesome. was one the film that's basically the reason he goes to shanghai oh, i didn't know that that's fantastic uh, uh, so yeah he goes there and it does year one year three and he's like living the high life living the high life money starts to run out not such a high life it's really funny because uh, it's six years of like money 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 and then it's like on year 10 the money there's like 10 gold bars left and it's like oh fuck like yeah. he saved more money than any other looper and still spunked it up the wall in 10 years um, and he has to start doing gigs again. He has to start working. And this is where you get Bruce Willis with thinning Keanu Reeves hair. Mm, yeah. And then, like, after, a, again, because it jumps forward a couple of years, he meets new love of his life, um, whose name I cannot for the life of me remember. Um, Wikipedia, Ian. Um, yeah. It is... Summer King... Alrighty. Who is so, um literally Joe's wife. Doesn't have a name. Oh, alright, cool. So I, I don't feel bad about not remembering her name then. I was thinking a character name. So Grant, and then they again, this is all told really, really quickly. They fall in love, move in together, she's the best thing that ever happened to him. And then, as was always going to happen, 
the men arrive to take him away. Yes. Now, while this is happening, there's a lot of news reports because the Rainmaker hasn't really been mentioned up to this point in the film. He's a future threat, not a present threat. Yeah. And so there's all like stuff, you know, Rainmaker responsible, you know, hundreds dead, you know, these kind of news headlines that are around. So we don't really know anything about him. And then, yes, this Joe again comes back in time. We don't see the journey for a few minutes. Um, We don't see the actual, like we see the men arrive and then the next thing you see, he's back in the present. And he, this I thought was very funny, right? So this is where he is somewhere. Oh, no, no. And then he is at the apartment in time to see younger Joe fall out the window and land on the car. Yeah. So this is his second time round. Um, he mm. doesn't remember the first time round, but um, for some reason, this path is... Well, no, we know the reason. But anyway, this changes... Um, wait, what's the very... You know the one thing we don't know mm. is the life that is led by the first old Joe that is sent back. Mm-hmm. Because his wife couldn't have died. So something different must happen in that very, very first timeline. Well, what do you mean now his wife couldn't have died? Because if his wife... So, spoiler alert, the reason he goes crazy and wants to change the future is because his wife is shot Mm. when the men are taking him away from their house. Yeah. That's the reason that he chooses to chuck the gold at young Joe... So, but the first time round, he allows himself to be shot. So obviously, he's decided, nope, this is the end of my loop. So what um, happened in that timeline? Yes, you're right. So there is that means his wife timeline. didn't die. There's another timeline we haven't seen. You're right. Yeah. So this is the third time round, actually. Okay, Sorry yeah, to break everyone's brain. Uh, so, yeah. But it's still, it's still not primer. No, it's um, not. So his first thirty years of awesome drug-induced living we never see he's mm-hmm. just collected by perhaps it's totally random and he just exists and then is a drug addict and then gets killed and then something perhaps the fact that this time round seth dies maybe that's what influences him to be seduced by lady in shanghai who knows cool. but regardless yeah this time round he runs into town in time to see his younger self fall on the car and he's just like you dick so again pulls him out into the middle of nowhere just says look run leave me alone i'm gonna fix the future trust me on this one and he doesn't yeah no 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 he doesn't and younger joe he seems to be at least initially he's very much no no i'm i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna get right with my boss you know yeah i'm gonna make this this right yeah, there's no kind of qualms, as I initially, about this. Um, and then, so I can't remember the exact scenario, but they meet at the... T- so, Bruce Willis checks his arm and sees <laughs> the word Beatrix carved into it, who is the name of a waitress in yeah. the, the diner that Joe always goes to after a job. That's it. And it is one of the funniest moments in the film where Bruce Willis walks in and you know he kind of shows the the scar yeah. to young Joe. Joe's clearly he's got a bloodied arm because he's obviously carved it into his arm. And the next thing Bruce Willis goes, you know, as a waitress called Jen who works here <laughs> on the weekends. Shorter name. And Joe's just like young Joe is like, 
she works at the weekend. Huh. <laughs> it's so it's fucking good. It's very good. It's so it's deadpan so as well. Like, you can imagine, like, old Joe looking at his arm just like, ah, oh, fuck. That hurt. I remember that hurting. You're a divvy. It's so good. That scene, there's actually surprisingly few scenes where Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis are together. Mm. This scene is fantastic. Very good. It's very so, well so good. written. Very well acted between the two of them. Yeah. Um, no, again, because I think the, the onus is kind of on Joseph Gordon-Levitt to sell it. Because Bruce Willis is just Bruce Willis. <laughs> Bruce Willis you know? is Bruce Willis, yeah. Exactly, yes, yes. So, and it, it's good. It doesn't come across as, like, an imitation. Do you know yeah. why I think it works so well? Because in the first half an hour, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is doing way, way more of a Bruce Willis affectation. So, he is basically um, John McClane for the first half of this film. Mm. Before, Bruce turn, before actual Bruce turns up. The way he walks, the way he squints his eyes, the way he's like, uh, got some aspirin. Like, everything is a bit over the top. Mm. For the rest of the film, it's actually much more subtle and it's much more subdued because the, the, the hard work has been done. I think that's enough to convince our brains that we're seeing a young Bruce Willis. And then our brains use that framework for the rest of the film so he doesn't need to be that obvious. It's, it's extremely clever. It's well done. And also from this point, they start to become different characters because they're all, they're now Very on true. different paths. Uh, now again, I don't presume Rian Johnson is smarter than me. So I presume that, yes, this was yeah. a deliberate thing. But the now younger Joe is getting information about the future. That older Joe got along the way. He didn't have it. Exactly. So he starts to hear about this Rainmaker um, who is... I, I don't think he's... In, I, I don't know why I have that phrase eco-terrorist in my head. I don't think he is an eco-terrorist. I think he's just... No, he's He is not. a terrorist, though. He's just angry. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, Bruce Willis's big reveal is, you know, he is one of the greatest crime lords ever, and he's done it alone. And I mean alone. Yeah. He's not, like, there's a very small band of people. It's like, we're, you know, this guy is... He's bad news. He is yeah. bad, Somehow bad he's... News. And they don't just come out and say that, yeah, he's got superpowers. It's very, mm. it's much more euphemistic. Um, but anyway, it doesn't give away anything, which is really good. Mm. Um, I love the frustration that old Joe has with young Joe. There's so many times where he's just like, will you shut the fuck up? You know shit. You know yeah. nothing. I am 30 years older than you. He does call him a you. child, doesn't he? Exactly. I'm you, but more experienced. You're an arrogant little shit. I was you. And then for young Joe, that must be so frustrating because you're just like, well, he's got a point. <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, you're not wrong, but you're not supposed to say it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I can't argue here because you're me doubled. Like You've got way more experience. Um, but he also has zero respect for him as well. Complete and utter. Yeah, absolutely. It's fascinating um, to see the same character fighting two very different sides of the same argument with so much conviction, and they both know that they're doing the right thing, but yeah. they're the same and, person. And that's it, like... So, Joe's new plan, old Joe's new plan, uh, that he put <laughs> into effect as he was being, you yeah, know, assassinated, basically... Um, is right. I'm gonna kill the rainmaker as a kid, and it's it's the you know 
people ask you the question if you ever had time travel what would you do would you go back and kill hitler you know would you do that and that's basically what he's playing out here the rainmaker is so bad in the future that he's like right i have information that is a very specific number yeah. that information narrows down the identity of the rainmaker to i think i think it's one of four children uh, no it's one of three apart one of three houses i think one of three, one of three houses okay yeah. um and you know he's like right well i'm gonna go kill a kid and you know young joe is like oh well i'm not okay with you killing kids mm, yeah as long as they're older it's fine kids yeah, not that's so much fine. where do we draw the line um and... i did want to uh, have a point on that so you see joe old joe long story short they get separated there's a big fight they young joe realizes that um oh who is it they're turn the gats are turning up no old yeah. joe realizes that the gats are turning up and they kind of look at each other and oh man joe just gets booted in the nuts there are yeah. there are so many nut shots in this film it's painful that's um, true so old joe escapes runs away and there's a hilarious second where they're all chasing Young Joe and the Gats are all yeah, chasing yeah. after old Joe. And <laughs> they look at each other and just like, fuck, we're, on the, we're not on the same team. And then like, Wait a minute. <laughs> Joe just stumbles, grabs his gun and pegs it and just leaves. Um, but this basically sends uh, old Joe on his mission to mm. go house to house and kill these kids. Like the talking is over. They're not going to convince each other no matter what. The best that young Joe has agreed to do is, well... I'll see your wife of the future. I'll see this woman and just not meet her. And I won't do it. But old Joe wants his cake and eating it too. Mm. Now, so, the, the, the bit that gets me is how old Joe can kill kids so easily. And I wonder if it's because he knows that his time is up. So it doesn't matter what I do because I don't have a life here. He'll I'm doing never, this for young Joe. It, it's not like, exactly. It's not like time will suddenly snap back to him being in bed yes. with his wife. He is, this is a one-way trip for him. Exactly, yeah. His conscience is irrelevant because it won't exist once mm. he's finished his mission. It should just be kill the kid and pop. There is there, there is a good moment, like old Joe, like they're technically they're both baddies, but um anti-heroes i should say but old joe there is a moment so he does he gets to one of the houses and there's the kid that there's an extended moment if they look at each other and he pulls bit, the trigger yeah it's a bit right? too long isn't it it's, it's just like whew, jesus christ yeah. and then he's 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 then the camera stays on joe as he's walking away from the house and he's very visibly affected by what he's just done now he still does it but he's not evil it's a greater good kind of a kill. Yeah, and it does break him. Like, he's... It really, really tortures him. Uh, and I think it's sort of a... You know, so when he goes then to the second house, yeah. the second kid's house, I think he, it's... It's almost easier for him to attempt to do it, but also the fact that he ends up knowing the kid, kind of, yeah. uh, is a bit like, oh my God oh what am i doing i'm still gonna do it but what am I doing? <laughs> this is rough i'm still gonna as he's loading the gun yeah oh my god this is so terrible just gonna do a few practice shots there <laughs> um, but uh meanwhile young joe uh in his escape from the diner 
has come out the other side of a, a cornfield and the great and wonderful Emily Blunt is there yeah. chopping away on a tree stump, which there is a good gag about that later in the film as well. Yes. And then she, he's kind of stumbling through. She's straight away gun in the air. And <laughs> I will fucking split you in half. There's no like, you know, like, all oh, right, we are not welcome here. Nope. All right, then. But also he yeah. hasn't stumbled on the house. He knows that this is the coordinates as well. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So he knows that this is the the only set of coordinates that he has. It's the only kind of MacGuffin in the film, other than yeah, the time travel cube uh, sphere, is that yeah this the one of the three coordinates is the right one mm. that he happens mm. to get. Otherwise, there's no movie. Well, it, but exactly, you kind of like it's kind of has to be. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but it's um, a really interesting love story as well. Like it's not yes, it is. contrived either. It's very much and it's very much in Sarah's power as well. So she gets the little frog. Well, she's very adverse to him being anywhere near the house and very protective yeah. of angry little Sid. Um but eventually nurses Joe through his withdrawal because obviously there's no access to eye drops. Um Yes. Is it explained how she knows what loopers are? No, I really... that Yeah, I wanted an explanation, but it isn't given. It's just, oh, you're a looper. Cool, that saves me having to explain time travel and you not believe me, is essentially that scene. Um, And it, it does, it's... And I like it for that, because we, the audience, we know how this works. You do not exactly. have to now take... I don't need another or, explanation. Exactly. Um, and... Actually, Joe, let's just take this moment to say, this is a film that's sort of high concept sci-fi that doesn't beat you over the head with, but it doesn't also take shortcuts. No, it doesn't. I'm just reading on Wikipedia. There's a really in, there's an interesting interview excerpt that I hadn't read before this. Um, and Johnson says, even though it's a time travel movie, the pleasure of it doesn't come from the mass of time travel. It's not a film like Primer for instance, where the big part of the enjoyment is kind of working out all of the intricacies of it. For Looper, I very much wanted it to be a more character-based movie. I was like, fucking A! I didn't even realise that! <laughs> no, that's... And that is and that is where it, a lot of its success lies. It is the lies. anti-primer, yeah. Yeah, the anti-primer. <laughs> Poor primer. If you want to not understand primer, it's this. Yeah, exactly. These are nothing to do with each other. But yeah, it's that, uh, that scene in the cafe sums it up. It's like, I'm not going to fucking explain how time travel works. Like, stop asking I me questions. That. So frustrated. Because why would old Joe know how time travel works? He wouldn't. What does that he do, just uses actually, it. Yeah. Like, it's a bit like... Actually, the, it gets used on him. It's like, just don't worry about it. It's fine. It's grand. Listen, <laughs> you, you, you know this time travel. Let's move on with it. Um, so, young Joe starts hiding out with Emily Blunt and her little kid Sid mm-hmm. and initially so all we know for a while and there's some there's some good shots that look like it's going to be a big reveal as to who Sid is no he's just a kid but so many shots are just you see his legs or you see his hands yeah. or something so it's always like you they're know, very like, coy about showing his face until they mm. just show it and then there is like, she's very much against Joe being there. And he's like, sleep at the barn. And then... He's Joe's like, just like, yeah, okay, no, I'm, sti- I'm, I'm, I'm sticking fine around. with that. 
Yeah. But he's like, you know, I'm not leaving. She's like, okay, you need to get off my property. Not happening. Yeah. Older version of me knows that you're now here because I know that you're here. And that is just, I love that logic because it gets used later on as well. Because when he works out that Sid is the rainmaker, he's like, right, we've got two problems now. The gats are on their way because I've just killed one of their, or one of their agents has just been killed. Also, future me is on the way because I know that that's the Rainmaker. I love it so much because you've got to remember that, that his memories move into old Joe. It's really good as well. It's And it's, yes, as as he kind of either makes a decision or something happens, it becomes real. Otherwise, old Joe, if young Joe had never gone to this house, old Joe, he would have obviously visited just to check off his list, but he never would have known if he was the kid or not. The, the only way he knows is because he doesn't know. So as soon as he kills the kid, he should pop and disappear. So he only knows mm. when he's failed. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor, poor old Joe. <laughs> Which is so fucking good. dark because he could kill like a hundred kids. And it's like the hundred and first where he's like, yay, pop. He gets oh, like a millisecond to appreciate the victory of what he's done. <laughs> pop. Woo-hoo. Um... Then, God bless Emily Blunt. Uh, this is a very sex-positive movie, which I like. Yes, She's just it like, is. Yeah, do you know what? Let's fucking do this. Yeah. Because you really get how lonely and desperate she has been. Now, it gets explained a little bit more after... No, bef- before, after? Before, uh, it's after, time bef- travel. Both are right. Uh, I, meant, I, I, mean, I mean, specifically, the sexy sex. Uh, I'm trying to think when they're having their conversation. No, no, they, they have the sexy sex... And then they have their conversation where she basically, this is where she says, yeah. no, no, he's mine. Exactly. Um, oh, so Joe has already had his cute little conversation with Sid in the kitchen. Oh, it's amazing. because that's, that's very cute. They're talking yeah. about like setting up security around the house, aren't they? And yeah, she gets the little clicky frog. Um, and it's the self, self, the, the fire, fire engine toy. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, that's very cute. And they're kind of like, and, the, and that's where Sid says, oh, she's not my real mother. You know, she thinks I don't know, but I do know. Yeah. And actually, he's wrong because he only remembers bits and pieces of yeah. his... He's, he was a toddler. Like, he wouldn't remember it. No. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. He knows he knows. Yeah, but did you know that he knows that you know that he knows he knows? He, uh, I did, did, but did you know that I didn't know? So anyway, she's a TK, and this is where that plot line comes yes, back in. exactly. So, yeah, because she's sitting there, and she's she's uh, going to make it the lighter hover and she and this is where we get the gag of yeah all these boys used to think that hovering pennies was cool or hovering quarters was cool i would just keep the quarter down in their hand and they would nearly one guy burst a blood vessel in his eye trying to lift the thing (laughs) but do you get the subtlety that they can do it with a quarter and she can do it with a lighter yeah so So she's more powerful exactly a lighter is heavier and then that's the genes have followed on and I mean, it's a bit of a fucking leap from a quarter to a lighter to everything around you. Yeah, to yeah. Jean Grey, exactly. That's a quite a little mutated divergence you've had there, young Sid. Little bit, little bit. But so, and yeah, so we do see this in its full glory. So so good. Just before, actually, sorry, we've we've missed a bit. So before they have the sexy sex in yeah. the evening. You have Jesse, the Gat soldier, basically rocks up and he's going door to door. 
it says he's going door to door. And I do kind of believe him, but it's also he knows leaving that house that young Joe is there. Because that's what he's looking for. He's looking for young Joe. Exactly. And so Sid helps young Joe escape the house this when they have a little bonding moment. And that's that's fine. Okay. Then um the, so then after that follows the kitchen table conversation, the fire truck, the sexy sex. Right. The next morning, Joe wakes up alone in bed, walks downstairs. Jesse is there with a gun to Sarah's head. Um, and I really like how Joe acts in the scene. He's just like, we're not going to panic. We're not going to do anything stupid because that man will drop both of us before <clears throat> we could even reach for a weapon. Yeah, like, just he is super better, calm. He's, always, he's very yeah. much in control. I like that. Um and he, they're genial enough with each other, but they both know that this only ends one way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. One of them's going down. Exactly. They don't see the way it goes down coming. <laughs> no. No, nobody really sees that. And also, it's it's shot so well it how it gorgeous. goes down. Yeah. Um, and it's because it's just like, it's both incredibly violent and graphic, and it isn't. Correct, yeah. It's a fantastic use of slow motion as well. So yes, um, Sid stumbles down the stairs um, at the sight of his mother being kind of held, and then it hits slow motion, and you're just like, "Oh shit, Sid's gonna die! Sid's gonna die!" I was thinking the kid's gonna crack his head. Yeah, because the way yeah. he's falling down the stairs, his ass over Tico, and he's just gonna snap his neck, and that's it. But no, it's and it's. It's actually Sarah that makes the connection of, oh, fuck, we need to get out of Dodge because as soon as Sid gets his wits about about him, everyone in this room will be dead. (laughs) She starts running. Of course, we all assume she's running to try and catch Sid. Nope. No. She is running to rugby tackle Joe out the front door, Uh, which that was such a good twist because you were like, wait, why is she doing that? Oh, how badly is Jesse about to get killed? Exactly. Like, um, Joe's face just represents the audience so well because he's just like, we'll get the kid. What? And he's rugby tackled out of the house. Um, yeah, so it's just like, it's fine. Sid can take care of this. He'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, so it's, it's, Sid, Sid doesn't need protecting. He's good. No. And got this. There, there's the, the kind of the, the rapid, oh my God, moment of he's the rainmaker. Joe, old Joe immediately becomes aware of the fact that yeah. he's the rainmaker, um, and then, you know, and that that's when he goes, "Is this what happened to your sister? Is this exactly how the pieces just all fall together?" There is a fantastic pan then around that, and you start to see the destruction. But what? Because this is where I say it's both incredibly graphic and it isn't. Like you start to like initially, you see Sid is inside, and he's screaming, and you see things start to lift up, and Jesse lifts up off the ground, and you start to see blood. And then it cuts outside, and as they're panning around the house, there's just, it looks like a paint <laughs> bomb has gone off through the windows because all of these curtains yeah. are just drenched in blood. And it everything. looks like the locker scene in Carrie. It's just blood everywhere. He's just fully yeah. exsanguinated. Oh, it's like, it looks like, oh, Jesse, I hope it was quick. Yeah, like, I, I feel looks, like it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that looks quite awful. Um, um, bit proper kicks off here meanwhile so while this is happening or potentially immediately but basically you know it's while this is happening because joe has gone to piper perabo's house uh because he finds out that she's the mother of the next kid on the list 
Yes. Uh, now, Kid Blue, who's still desperately trying to impress Abe, hope everyone's keeping up with the names here, um, is actually lying in wait. So it's the yes, only exactly. smart thing he does. Yeah. Um, is he's lying in wait. Because he figures out there's a connection. Now, he may not be expecting old Joe. He doesn't know what it is. It'll be one of the Joes, and that's good enough. And so... In fact, no, he is expecting young Joe, but having old... No, he's expecting young Joe, but getting old Joe is the jackpot. So he's like, this is even better than I thought, which is why he's so excited when he talks to Abe. Gotcha. I think. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because uh, also, thankfully... Pretty sure the kid doesn't die. Um, yeah, he because... just. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, old Joe just gets knocked out. Yeah, and then basically wakes up in Abe's, or brings him to the bar. Oh yeah, all the different gats go to the bar, and then basically we get John Wick. Yeah, we literally. I couldn't think of anything other than John Wick in this, and it is honestly, it's as good as anything Bruce Willis does in Die Hard. It's. Yes. Brutal. It's so, so good. He just goes to town on them. He he really, like, poor... Kid Blue is doing pretty well with his luck at this stage because he does take a bullet, but he takes it in the leg. Yeah, Whereas exactly. everyone else takes it in the, you know, head, shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> yeah. Because right, he's running in around the, with two I'm P90s. I'm never going to walk or breathe again. Yeah, like, he's like, okay, right... Are you disappointed at all that Abe's death happens off screen? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm disappointed that it happens. I don't care that it happened off screen. I'm disappointed that we didn't get more of him. Like, I mm. I want the origin story of Abe. I want to know how he was the first person to get sent back in time to do all of this shit and how he's just like, well, it's almost as if I've got a raw fucking deal here, so I'm just going to drink through the entire thing. <laughs> I'm going to do a damn good job but I'm going to be drunk the entire time in a dressing gown. the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, yeah. Um, like, that's, in a way, that scene is all just about cleaning house and tying up loose ends, but it's shot really, really well. It's There's a good amount of tension in it. Yeah. Um, you never really believe that old Joe is going to take any harm in this, uh, but it's done not. well. It's entertaining. Like, it is yeah. John Wick levels of... Well, I know John Wick isn't going to die, but it's still fun to see him kick a ton of ass at the same time. Um, but it's also a bit of security because with the Gats dead, you know that um, Sarah and Sid are now safe. Yeah, well, at the end of the film. Safe from them. Exactly. You know that they have uh, at least a chance of living a normal life. Hmm. So, and then there is the... So, the, literally, as he's about to kick in the door to Abe's office, it cuts back to Kid Blue, his eye just opening. And he's like, oh no, my leg is so sore. And he kind of looks around and goes, my leg might be sore, but I'm having a better day than these guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hobble away from here. I'm, I haven't done too bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. And he goes in. And he's st- you can still see it. So he find- he's the one, it's through his eyes that we see Abe is dead. Yeah. And like quite dead. Like there's like three or four bullet holes in him. Um, and... Even at this stage, you can see in him, he's upset by it. This is where I was like, is he actually his son? Do you know what I mean? But I, li- I like your theory that he could have been an Abe in the future as well. Yeah, son doesn't really sell it for me because why not just say it? Why hide that fact? Um, yeah. Abe from the future, it makes sense hiding that fact because you're go- you can't influence your past self, self or else the future doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. If if that is true, if it is our in our head canon, if he is young Abe, 
Well, Abe is some fucking hypocrite, isn't he? <laughs> well, it's it's as much as old old Joe hates young Joe. He's just like, yeah. fuck, I remember being an insufferable twat when I was in my 20s. I'm going to give myself the, so much shit what, for that. I just mean the fact that old Abe didn't shoot himself, <laughs> if that is the case. Yeah. But, uh, this isn't worth it. Yeah. But there is a so we cut back to cut back to the farm and there's a, a fantastic it's always very disturbing obviously when when done well when you see kids and violence together um yeah because you do kind joe, of think what did joe just see uh, yeah, what sorry and, what did sid he, he, just see um and then because joe finds him and he is covered head to toe in jesse's blood yeah. and you're like jesse's blood I wish that I was in Jesse's. I added a syllable. <laughs> Shut up, Jesse. Um, and in that moment, basically, Joe has a kind of an epiphany moment of Sid can go kind of one of two ways. Now it's not the big epiphany moment, but there is an epiphany here. It's like, and he can't bring himself to shoot. But in in initially in that moment, he's like, I completely sympathize with older me i get it yeah having seen what he's just done to jesse it's like holy shit now if he's allowed to go free in the world i can see this path taking its course exactly he doesn't he can't go through with it he can't bring himself to do it and in fact he says go fill your truck drive north yeah get out i'm on i'm on my way yeah i'll deal with old joe yeah um and it's good because again they keep the tension up because right they get into the truck they start to drive and who's that in the road I, well before that oh you're right no nope, there is right. the yeah, showdown no on the road that, yeah. where young joe sees old joe again and they do a bit of shooting and old uh, it's yeah young joe just goes crazy and starts shooting old joe because he's in like this milk truck thing yeah. old joe is still trying to convince young joe of like, this has got to be done i'm not the bad guy here yeah. you know and yeah. the fucking bad penny that just keeps showing up. Kid Blue returns um, to Here I am. fuck it up and is basically old Joe's escape route. Um, so while young Joe is fighting Kid Blue and wins, old Joe has fucked off into the distance and yeah. is now squaring down with uh, Sarah and Sid. And that this entire sequence, I... From here to the end of the film is phenomenal. It's a fantastic climax. Perfect ending to the film. Yep, I agree. Completely agree. Um, We have... He's just in the middle of the road. He just starts shooting, obviously trying to hit anyone really. Because I suppose... Shoot at a truck. Hopefully the truck flips and blows up and great problem solved. Yeah, exactly. And then Sid starts to panic. And then she's like... She's like... I don't care about the guy shooting at me. I've got a panicking nuke beside me. Like, uh-huh. this is, yeah. Uh, and then, because he can't control it, he puts Sid kind of, you can imagine he's trying to either crush old Joe or throw something at it. And what he actually succeeds in doing is flipping the tr- their own truck. Yeah. Because the first thing he does is Sid, like, they, they, both sur- they both survive it and they're just like, oh, mommy, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's so, he's like, I was trying yeah. to help, but I just fucked the truck instead. Yeah. <laughs> really screwed the pooch on that one. I've told you, stop helping me. Yeah, just enough. Like, go to sleep, uh, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah. But yeah, then, uh, um, yeah, so uh, it's then a mad rush through the field and all the, um, all the old Joe has is the pistol, I think, from... Yes. Yeah, yeah. from Kid Blue or a pistol from somewhere. Um, um, yeah, and just starts taking shots and doesn't shoot... S- no, shoots Sarah in the leg, I think. 
Um, no, he actually doesn't hit her. Um, she kind of keeps missing her. She kind of keeps stuck because it's in fair. Obviously, the trope is oh, we stumble as we run. No, in fairness, it is riveted ditches. Like, I know, like, but still, the the heroine falling over yeah. is really annoying. But yeah, but one of the one of the I suppose again in a, in a movie of shocking moments, he does shoot oh um, Sid. Now he he only clips him. But you don't know that when it happens. It is yeah. brutal because it's slow motion shot. Sid spins around and is like, holy fuck, I just saw an, saw an eight-year-old get shot. And then she obviously panics. And then, understandably, well, understandably in the context of the film, Sid gets back up. And yeah. Sid is not happy. Nope, uh, nope, nope, nope. Sid's pissed. And yeah, just goes full Rainmaker on like the field picks up old Joe and then just young Joe yeah young, young Joe, Joe he gets he gets up. a vote because he's dri- yeah because he's driving the as you say the little milk truck or something and basically Sid kind of creates a shockwave so yeah. he's got his own like he's lifting the two of them up in the middle of the field that they're in but it's like his it's like the Praxis yeah. or something and that basically cripples young Joe's little van yes uh, and he's like oh no oh crap uh, uh, this can only be one thing. Um, so you, you're still thinking in a way is like, can young Joe kind of go like, um, I know what I said, but Praxis wave. Yeah. Like, um, I can do. Yeah. Sarah talks him off the ledge. Um, Sarah does. Calms so, him down. And this is her argument to young Joe is if he has a guide and if he has a mother yeah. to raise him right, Maybe he doesn't end up as this rainmaker. Maybe he doesn't become evil, um, and you know she's uh, she is able to, as you say, she is able to. And that is the entire. If she if she had failed in this, Young Joe needs to put bullet in his head. Yeah, but bec- the fact that she succeeds exactly because old Joe is toast, and yeah, she's the only person that has a chance of doing it. Yeah, yeah. correct. Um, and then, and then he he obviously understands that because he has seen what, what what happened with Jesse, he understands that she must have calmed him down. Which means, like in that moment, he goes, "Oh, hang on, she can influence him, but imagine the damage that would be done to him if he watches his mother get gunned down in front of him." And that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And so he knows full well that old Joe will kill her to get to. Sid, definitely. Yeah. Um, and the answer is brutal but genius. Um, he turns the blunderbuster blunderbuss on himself. Just a bit, and it, it is so satisfying because there's not the extended moment of, oh, five minutes, talk me off the ledge, and that's enough time for old Joe to get away. In reality, yeah. you would do it before future you had the memory of you attempting to do it. <laughs> yeah, good show, actually. Just Didn't even think, yeah, you're right. Turn, decision made, pff, done. Game over. That is 100% a solution that will work, so do it. Yep. That, that You're right, like, okay, listen, I could argue this for two seconds or for two years. The answer's the same. Yeah, gotta happen. You know? um, the only thing I didn't need is that the narrator comes back in and says, at that moment, all of the pieces came together and I saw a little boy that had witnessed the death of his mother on the bad path, on the train, 
goes forward in time, does all of the bad shit that he does, and then it I comes agree, like, back to the moment. And I was like, you didn't... We get it. Yeah, you didn't like, need to spoon-feed me that one. I I got there about 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> eh, fine. But that, but like, that's, like, I agree with you, it wasn't needed, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy that that's our criticism. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. If it slows it down a little bit, but again, the film isn't... <sighs> film isn't super trying to be mysterious it wants you to know the resolution and not have to watch it five times which exactly still watch it five times i love this oh see now so i'd watch much. it because i enjoy it as exactly. opposed to primer i would watch again first of all with a gun to my head and second of all <laughs> with you know pad paper because it's not as enjoyable a film this you know is a very enjoyable film do you know what's gonna happen is that you're gonna one day your future self is going to be sent back to you and you'll have to kill him. And you'll be like, that's the moment I understand Primer. <laughs> <laughs> At that moment, that's it. Game over. I get sent back in time to close my loop. That's that's it. Well, that, I, I, I am done. Like whenever I come on the pod and you see me and I'm just covered in gold bling, you're like, yeah. oh, oh, I see we have shit. a countdown clock. Go yeah, All right, cool. Grant. Yeah. How, how long do we have? We need to wrap this pod up. <laughs> or you're watching me over Zoom, and then because you can see obviously yourself on Zoom, suddenly I step into frame behind you. Oh shit! It's now. <laughs> Love it. Um, so that's it. That's that's it. That's the end of the film. Um, yeah, he so closes the loop. Um, the kid hopefully doesn't grow up to be Rainmaker. He yeah. might. It is, hopefully he doesn't. It's slightly disappointing that there is no happy ending with Joe and Sarah, but also that wouldn't have been satisfying. No, it wouldn't have. It's um, not that kind of film. No. This is really satisfying Satisfying because the loop is closed. As long as Joe is alive, there's a chance that old Joe will travel back and change things. So mm. the ending was always Joe dies. Um, and I'm glad they stuck to it. It's um, oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's a great film. It's a great so, film. So this is... I'm... I, I don't because I remember when it was coming out and again, I remember all the buzz and everything. And I don't know, just for whatever reason, I just kind of went... Nah, missed that one in the cinema, yeah. you know. No, I actually um, did watch it at the cinema. Um, loved it. I loved the trailer. I loved the concept. And it's one of those few times where the film matched and beat my anticipation going in. I was like... I love that feeling. Oh, yeah. man. This was, this was so satisfying. That's probably why I love it so much as well. It didn't let me down. So I think we can love both it. agree that this is like a million and fifty times better than Primer. Um, it's different people, to Primer. because Rian Johnson knows how to make a film um, yeah no Shane Carroll can't make a film he can tell a, I don't even think he can tell a story he can create a puzzle he creates a damn good Sudoku is what we'll say about Shane Carroll and that is all we will say about him indeed uh, uh, but, other than yeah, he's a bit okay. of a dick but move on <laughs> um, so, so right. yeah next week do we what was it um I know one of the next two films we're doing. I can't remember what the other one is. Oh, yeah, no. Um, um, so tune in next week for a surprise. It's going to be 12 Monkeys, because that's the only one I can remember right now. That makes it... Oh, do you know what? Me being slow has just realised, oh, we have two Bruce Willis films on this. Oh, we yes. 12 Monkeys Bruce Willis, yeah. What's I the think... other film that we're doing? Damn it. Never mind. It'll come back to we'll, me. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Brad Pitt, 12 Monkeys. Um... I'm on board because I've, I've never seen it. I've always meant to. Yep. Looking forward to it. Never seen it either. Oh, cool. Great. It, it's on oh, the I list. hope it's good. <laughs> I've seen the, the TV series, which is fantastic. 
Oh, um, good to know. I've heard good things about the TV, about the movie, but who knows? It could be wank, but we're two for two at the minute. So, well, maybe two for one and a half or one for two and a... I don't know how many films Prime Accounts has. Oh, I would argue zero, but it is interesting. It is but fascinating, I, yes. I just wouldn't call it a film. So you'd definitely watch Looper again. I would definitely watch Looper again and potentially yeah. already have. Uh, broke my brain. Alrighty, this has been beautiful, this has been wonderful, and I am looking forward to next week where we will discuss last week? I don't know. Time travel hurts my brain. Yeah, the week after that. Basically, run. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Everyone is sexy. Apart from even, even Ian. Shut up. I'm glad I made it. I thought it was week. being nice. Oh, wait, no, that was a good thing. Sorry. Yeah. Done. Gone. Think Bye. sexy thoughts. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.